she is with us on a Wednesday this week for a Wellness Wednesday. Here's our wellness expert, Lourdes Sanctus. Find her on Instagram at Go With Your Gut, and she's on your radio right now. Hey there, Laura. Good afternoon. Hi, Jeff. Good afternoon. Okay, we're going to start this week with a topic that was actually uh, suggested by a listener. That's right. Um, so I kind of find it's really timely, and I thought it'd be a little bit sunnier too. So I'm, I'm hoping maybe that it's going to be timely and relevant for everyone this long weekend as well. But a listener was talking to me on Instagram and suggested we talk about um, some natural and holistic remedies for sunburn and sun prevention. So before we get into it, Jeff, do you actually have any holistic remedies for sunburns? Uh, you know what I have done, and this is uh, passed down from my uh, grandma. If uh, we had a sunburn, was uh, just a tea bag. You'd wet a tea bag and put it on the burn, and it actually does take the sting out a little bit. It does work, right? I mean, there's not a lot of science behind some of these remedies that I'm going to suggest, but I know even for myself with a skin rash or a skin burn, you can always get those topical hydrocortisone steroid kind of creams, but before that, or let's say you're at the cottage or up north or it's a long weekend, the tea bags actually work, but surprisingly, um, even aloe, and a lot of people have heard about this, or they find that in some of their skincare creams, there's aloe in there, but if you have any fresh aloe, uh, you can just squeeze a little bit of the gel on, and that's going to relieve, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be anti-inflammatory, and I find aloe and oatmeal, having a cup of oatmeal and adding that to your bath can also reduce that inflammation that itchiness that scratchy feeling okay that's interesting put it in your bath water sorry the oatmeal i thought you might just apply it topically yeah you want to put it in your bath water so i know there's those anti-itching creams where we're going to apply topically those as i mentioned those corticosteroid creams but with oatmeal oatmeal sorry not oat milk oatmeal you're going to put a cup of that in some lukewarm bath water and just sit in the bath for a little bit and i thought that was kind of interesting because i hear about oatmeal in a lot of creams but not necessarily for preventing or when you have a, a skin burn or a sun rash to use that as a treatment okay i know it's good comfort food in the winter i, I find it soothing yeah. in the uh, winter when it's uh, cold and uh, it's a nice breakfast a nice hearty breakfast to get you started but uh, yeah i might have to uh, try Try it uh, here as well. I've never heard of, heard of oatmeal sure. kind of taking the sting out of a sunburn. <laughs> never. I haven't heard that either. But again, always like prevention is key too. So uh, wearing that sunscreen, making sure that people apply sunscreen with at least the 30 and about a half hour before going out in the sun and reapplying it every two hours or sooner, especially if you're swimming or sweating a lot and getting outdoors, especially with the long weekend coming up. So you really want to protect your skin and avoid being in the sun between that 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. time slot when the sun rays are the most intense. But yeah, that oatmeal, I thought that's really interesting. I knew tea tree oil and tea tree bags and many of us have heard of aloe, but the oatmeal I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Also uh, interesting, and I think a little eye-opening, is the fact that uh, no longer than 10 minutes it takes in the sun if you're not adequately protected for a sunburn? That's right. For a sunburn or even a sun rash, that sun allergy can develop. Um, so really, there's even sun exposure or sun poisoning. So I, if you find that you're very sensitive to the sun, um, some experts say and dermatologists and doctors suggest that go out in the spring to get your body a little bit um, more used to the natural vitamin D. But Stay away from the sun between 10 and 2 p.m., especially on the days where you know it's really hot and coming up to the summer. Okay, and I just want to underscore a point you made a second ago about sunscreen, and you're absolutely right. You don't want to find yourself in the situation to begin with where you're needing aloe or tea bags or such. 
Uh, but reapply your sunscreen, you mentioned, at least every two hours. That's the at recommendation? That's the recommendation, yeah. So at least every two hours um, to reapply it, especially if you're outdoors, let's say you're gardening or you're walking, swimming, doing some, some type of activity because when you sweat, it's going to take off that moisture. It's going to take off that sunscreen. All right, good stuff. And thank you to uh, Ryan who uh, reached out. That's the listener, uh, Ryan, who wanted to know about some natural mm-hmm. remedies uh, for skin and uh, sun exposure. Okay, you mentioned the long uh, weekend, and uh, how nice is it to be talking about sunshine and long weekends, <laughs> finally. And uh, we want to talk uh, this week as well on our uh, wellness update with some tips to kind of stay on track over a long weekend. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes for people uh, when the long weekend's coming up and they're on like a strict eating plan or a workout plan, they feel that it can be derailed when there's a long weekend coming up. But that's not necessarily key either. And how I like to think of the long weekends is I always like to think them as um, taking this time for balance and listening to our body. So it shouldn't be something that's an area where we think we're going to overindulge. I mean, there's going to be, depending on where you go, if you're having a party or going to the cottage or even doing something social in the city, there's going to be food and beverages and snacks, and we know that. But um, some of the things or some of the wellness tips that I would suggest to people is making sure you plan your workouts still and you stick to them. So committing to getting your workouts in, um, maybe waking up a little bit earlier in the morning to make sure that you have your workout in so you can still plan the rest of your day Um, and eating your vegetables. So it seems like it's a no brainer, but when there's parties, especially outdoors, lots of barbecues, it can be so tempting to have the crackers and the chips and a lot of those processed foods, but try having, filling your plate with those veggies first. Um, Eating your veggies, you'll, you'll feel I know for me, I was at a barbecue last week. I didn't actually, I wasn't feeling tempted to eat the the cookies or the crackers or the popcorn because I had those fresh veggies. So that's just something I always like to tell people to think about. But again, if you have a little bit of that, everything in moderation and everything in balance. Sure. Is it good to plan maybe, uh, what do you think about cheat days, by the way? If you are watching uh, what you eat, is it good to have a day, uh, at least one out of the seven days of the week where you say to yourself, uh, you know what? I'm going to uh, loosen up a, a little bit here. I'm going to enjoy a few uh, food items and to plan ahead for that on a long weekend. If you know you've got some sort of activity coming up on maybe the Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, I would plan ahead for it for sure. That's a great question. With a cheat day, I actually don't, um, for me, I'd rather have a cheat meal and maybe a cheat snack. I wouldn't want to have the whole day just because I know my body's not going to respond well the next day. So it's really everyone responds differently. Their body responds differently. So pay attention to how you feel. I know for me, if I have that one meal, that's great. I'm not going to be uh, feeling like I'm overindulging again or constantly craving more sugar or carbs or whatever it is that maybe I've kind of not necessarily cut out, but more mindful of not included so much in my diet because Uh, For me, I know it's easier for me to be consistent and just tell myself I'm going to have that one meal. But it's also, I think, uh, that positive self-talk. I don't beat myself up over having that one meal or those two meals. Okay, so uh, plan your workouts, uh, plan your meals for a uh, long weekend. Know where you're going to indulge and where you're going to stick to your eating plan. Also, you say uh, get active uh, as a family uh, this long weekend. Get active as a family and be social. So use this time, if the weather's great, uh, to get outside, either uh, do a hike or a camping trip or go down and walk by the water if you can. Um, I find sometimes like 
we always plan and plan and plan. And even for long weekends, we're like, oh, that'd be such a nice thing to do is go for a hike or go outdoors and get on our bikes. So do that as a family or even with friends or your partner, get outside and be social and be active. I find that really helps as well because it's nice to, even though we juggle work so much and family obligations during the week, it's great to find some time for social events and because that also um, helps us feel good. That's also part of uh, having that balance. So getting outside, being active. And we know that social isolation and loneliness can have those effects on our health. So try to get outdoors if you can, get that natural source of vitamin D, but making sure that you use that sunscreen and try to move your body as much as you can. And when you move your uh, body, which is a great thing, I think uh, sometimes it helps you uh, recharge and whether you're being active or you're just uh, taking uh, some time to have some mindful uh, rest, both are very important during a uh, long weekend to kind of uh, refuel and uh, recharge yourself. Agreed. 100% agreed. All right. And uh, finally, as well, uh, sleep. We know that's your non-negotiable, Laura. You've mentioned that uh, many times uh, during this uh, segment. But, uh, you know, if you are out and about and you're really active in the long weekend, don't forget this is also a time to, uh, again, allow your body to uh, recharge and make sure that you are getting that sleep that you need. You're right. You're right. A recharge, a reset, rebalance yourself. Uh, don't beat yourself up if you slept. I mean, some sleep experts say making sure that you stick to the seven hours every night so you're not throwing off your schedule. But I find if you found that, you know, you've had a really hard work week and you need that extra hour to listen to your body, don't beat yourself up over sleeping a little bit more, napping or resting, because our body always talks to us. Our body always responds. And you may feel a lot better and ready for the new week ahead because you've had that extra hour or two of sleep. All right. Good stuff as always. Laura, thank you for this and enjoy your long May 2-4 weekend. You too. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate it. There's our wellness expert, Laura DeSanctis. Again, you can find her on Instagram at go with your gut. And we're back after this quick break. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.